Welcome to Last Half Full, episode 102. We're here after a, what is it, one week long break? Two week long, two week long break? I can't remember. Pads was busy. Okay, Pads was busy, busy with stuff that I already do not remember why he couldn't do it. I know that I was in Atlanta last weekend. Had to do a bit of uh, work at GMAC Atlanta, and uh, there were some days where the schedules basically didn't work out in a way where they aligned it all with ads. Actually, no, that's a lie. I, I probably could have done one of the days, but I was too lazy. So, par for the course. Also, Bruce Keith actually with us here today. Anyway, Ads, how you doing? I'm doing good. You can probably hear this um, garbage truck backing up next to my window. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah, so the reason why I yeah, the reason why I couldn't make it was because I was working Saturdays every week for the past couple of weeks. This this Saturday, I'm, I don't have work, thankfully. Fuck my life. Oh, right. You were doing like extra... Um, you told us about that. You were doing the extracurriculars for the kids who want to do more English-y stuff. Yeah. It was fun. And camp. My, my, my school also had an open day on a Saturday as well. All right. And now the camp's over? The camp was only temporary? <clears throat> yeah, the camp for elementary is done. And now we're up to the camp for junior high school, but we have a week off in between them. Wait. When is Japanese vacation? I have no idea. Like, how long is your vacation? It's shorter than American vacation, shorter than Australian vacation. They, they work on a trimester. Oh, I had no idea. Uh, yeah, they were going to trimester. Their holidays are... They, they got like a very okay. short holiday in between school years. It's like maybe two, three weeks in between school years. Yeah. Wait, have I been watching the wrong animes? Like, you always hear about Nachiyasumi and... Uh, who Yasumi? But like, what's the... Uh, there's no Akiyasumi, no? Is there? There is no Akiyasumi. What do you call this? The break. Is it the winter break? There's, there's no break. There's winter break, summer break. And then there's inter year inter school year break. Okay, so like, well, why were you doing camp? I thought there was like it's no on a Saturday. Oh, this is like... oh okay. It's just a so one day thing. Camp... Yeah, it's just a one oh, day thing. Just... They don't stay over anything. It's fucking random. Yeah, it doesn't happen with every like board of education. It's just some board of board of educations on uh, it. Like, who would do such a thing? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know who's. Sending their kids to English camp on a Saturday—that's the true, the true horror—is from these people. Well, it's more, like, more, it's more the fact that it's a like one-day camp. Like, what the fuck do you get out of a one-day camp? They just play like English games, and then they answer questions in English, and they get souvenirs from like different countries. It, do they pay the school? Is, is it like a fundraiser thing? Like, what, what happens here? I don't think is it's it, paid. It... I'm pretty sure it's free. So the school just does this this one day extra class, which is uh, okay, whatever. I, I guess you know it's a government government bureaucracy. It's gonna be inefficient. It doesn't have to make sense. I sh I shouldn't question it too much. Mm -hmm. All right. What else? What else have you been up to? It was my was birthday was on Monday. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, I saw. It. Oh yeah, I was gonna say, happy birthday, Ed. Yeah, I'm officially 26, which means I'm close. Um, technically, every day after I was 25, I was closer to 30 than I was to 20. But now it's like. There's a number on the end, and yeah. I feel old. I mean, I mean, basically, next year there's gonna be a new group of kids who call themselves like the next, like the like Gen Gen Z's, Gen Z Zoomers are no longer gonna be the uh, the youngest generation that's named. You're growing closer to being the the next, the next youngest. Yeah, the Gen X. What are we calling the next one again? I'm, people are probably like uh, shopping around some ideas, right? What's the next one called? It's Alpha. But really, is it Gen Alpha? Yeah. That's what they're calling it. Okay. Why is is there some is there some sort of like convention that I don't know about that I that that people have agreed on? Um, 
No. Right. Do you know the People. names of the generations? There's clearly no... Generation X, Generation Y, Generation Z. That was like a clear pattern. Y is not really a thing, is it? Because Y never it's... caught on. Y never caught on because millennials caught on, but Y is what millennials are, no? I guess so, yes. yeah, yeah. Mille- Gen- y is another name for millennials. But we're... That, that, like, yeah, Worst marketing. We're, we're talking about the names like the Lost Generation, Greatest Generation, mm-hmm. Baby Boomers, Gen X, Millennials, Gen Z, Gen yeah. Alpha. They just they're just making up names. Did, 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 right, right. Did the Greatest Generation give themselves that name? Because because they're not they're not allowed to do that. I'm hoping that's retroactive at least. I have no idea. Because you know you're not allowed to give yourself a nickname unless you're a gamer, in which case. Yeah, the term "the greatest generation" was popularized by the title of a 1998 book by American journalist Tom Brokaw. Oh, fuck it, of course, Tom Brokaw no. did that. Damn, the greatest generation, also known as the GI generation and the World War II generation. I mean, I, I, I guess they kind of deserve it because you know World, World War II. If if they if they had lost, it would have been it would have been bad. What are they called? What do they call them in Germany though? It's, it's just like a loser Nazis. generation. <laughs> hey not all of them are nazis although i guess if you're, if you're complicit with nazis you, you kind of are a nazi I, I don't know where i stand on that That's, that sounds like a complicated conversation for today yeah okay, okay uh, and um what else? oh yeah i went to the ghibli museum or the ghibli museum i've still not real really know how to pronounce that for your birthday or just just yeah plus? for my birthday nice is it far uh it's in Tokyo. Like, okay I had it in my not, mind it's out of the way. It's not like in like a place you would go to for anything else, if that makes sense. Okay. But is it's it not, any like, good? Is it any good? It's interesting. You can't take photos inside. You can take photos outside. <clears throat> I think it, unless you are a, like a massive Ghibli fan, if you're just like a person who like me who just watches films and like has a decent appreciation for them. I think it's just okay. Like, it's just a, yeah, okay, uh, I'm glad I did it. But, like, if you're on a first, or second, or even third trip to Japan and you're, like, a level of Ghibli fan that's like, like, yeah, I watched the movies as a kid or I watched a couple of them, I enjoyed them, that's about it, then you probably shouldn't have it on your itinerary. It also used to be extremely difficult to get tickets. Like, so bad like so bad that, like, it would take, like, within a couple of minutes it will be sold out. Now I heard it's a lot easier, but with, you know, with tourists coming back, I don't know how much easier it's going to stay. They also opened up a newer one somewhere else, though. It's not in Tokyo. I feel it is. Wait, it's, but it's small. It's pretty small, right? It's not like a yeah. large place. I heard. It's pretty small. So I got to... Can you confirm with me? Because like, this is something I feel like people who go to Japan like don't talk about. Or maybe they talk about it and I just don't pay attention. All like the, the modern, the contemporary attractions in Japan kind of suck. Not all, but like a lot of them suck. Like They built a lot of like small-scale, mid-scale, sh- mediocre attractions. Like I feel like... The attractions, they weren't the real attractions in Japan weren't built to be attractions. They just became those, or they're like ancient shit. Is like, like tell me if you think that's correct. Give me an example of the Ghibli Museum. Uh, Sanrio Land. It looks it looks kind of shit. Okay, yeah, that that stuff always looks shit. That stuff is that stuff good in the U.S. though? No, but but Japan, Japan is like weirdly like attracted to building like. <laughs> shitty attractions like of course there's still stuff like you know tokyo disney world which is cool and tokyo mgm or whatever is it universal yeah, like that changed. stuff's cool yeah but i feel like there's like a east asian proclivity to build like 
mid, low budget mid tier low tier attractions like I, I noticed it in korea i noticed it in japan and I, I feel like i don't know if these countries have uh i think the subscription i think the, the the best thing about the given museum is for sure the um short film that you watch you get to watch a short film that doesn't get shown anywhere else and it's different every Can month Oh, it's different every month. Never mind. Yeah, it's different every month. I was month. gonna say. I was gonna say you should just put it on YouTube. You can't record as well, but I mean, I guess you could technically not. No one see you, but uh, yeah, it's different every month. Um, it was cute. The whole sh- the whole place is like it's not very big, but it's very um. It's very good for the fan who's like, like very into like Ghibli. So like, every- there are little details around around the park that like hint towards different things. There's a lot of um, what do you call those windows that are like. Mosaics, but they're not mosaics. What are they called? Glass pane windows. Um, like stained yeah, glass. Like, yes. Yeah, stained glass. Stained glass windows that have like scenes from the mm-hmm. show, and then you can see um, you can see like there's book, there's like um animation books with like all the animated draw, all the make they're probably copies of them, but animation drawings from the from the artists and stuff like that. Um, from, oh, like, they don't even their notes. They... I'm like, come on, they don't even have, like, original concept art or, like, sell art? They they sell books. They sell those books. I don't know if they're originals. They're, out there. Um, they're probably not originals. They also sell other books as well that my friend okay. explained uh, was just um, books that inspired Miyazaki or something like that. I can't remember what the concept, right. concept was. And then uh, there's obviously a, a little, you know, play area for kids and stuff like that. Okay, Keith, like, I haven't been to Disney World in, like, forever, so I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure, like, in Disney World, they have, like, if you went to their museum, they'd have original animation, like, you know, the cell animation frames, like, on the wall, and the original, like, sketches from Walt Disney on the wall, and, like, his pen. I I think, like, if you went to, like, an American version of this, it would be, like, way more, like, uh, fleshed out. But, like, again, I don't know if they're fakes or not. I'm just assuming they are. They could have been real. Right. Keith, you, can, can you do you know, or am I just speculating? Uh, the, I don't know. I would assume that this it would be replicas. The Ghibli Museum costs one thousand yen to enter. So that makes sense. Not try- well, that's what I mean. That's why. That's what I say when I say Japan, Korea, probably China. I'm just assuming China. I haven't I haven't been there, but just given the cultural like overlap, I'm assuming this is the same. This building like mid tier attractions is such a such a trend there. Then again, you know what? I haven't been to the American Midwest enough, so maybe I shouldn't. Uh, maybe it's the same everywhere. I'm, I'm being too much of a big city sucker. Mm-hmm. I think um, in general, like, I don't know. It's it's something that I wouldn't do again. I'm happy that I did it. But, like, my girlfriend's, like, massive into Ghibli, so she loves it. She's gone, like, ten times. I don't know. I'm exaggerating, probably. She's gone a bunch of times. And she likes Is she a, a bigger... Sorry. Is she a bigger weed than you? I think I'm a bigger anime weeb than she is, but she's a bit bigger all of Japanese culture, culture weeb than I am. Right. By Japanese culture, like, I mean she... like pop culture. Okay, it's not like she knows like Japanese history and like the eras. She probably does. Oh, that's a, that, that, that's a little bit of a red flag. I, I, I keep an eye on that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she does. I, we haven't discussed it. Hey, according to her... Um, Next time you get a chance, ask her to like name all the Japanese eras in order, all all twenty whatever, all twenty whatever of them. If she knows that, that's a problem. That's like someone who knows all the American presidents in order. Like, that's kind of impressive. But if you know them, that's that's kind of weird. 
Well, according to her, like, what do you call genetics? She's a quarter Japanese, so, you know. I also red flag. <laughs> well, it's not her fault. Her grandparents lived in Korea during the Japanese imperialism, imperialist takeover of Korea. Hey, it's it's not her fault, but it's also a fact. Anyway, let's go to... Uh... Wax, would you ever do one of those? Have you ever done one of those? Uh, ever since like, cause ever since Cam told us like about like exactly how like how they use, cause you know Cam used to work at like a processing firm. Remember that? He didn't work for Twenty Three and Me, but he worked at the firm. Like, that's the funny thing, right? They don't even have the tech. They basically go to like a different firm that does it, and then they like take the results and then they spin it to make it make sense. Like, like do you were you yeah. in on any of these conversations with Cam? Mm-hmm. Like. They give you the results, and then interpreting this to say like, "Oh, it means you're Irish," instead of say, "I don't know, whatever British Isle thing," or to say, "Oh, you're Ukrainian," and not like, I don't know, Russian or like whatever, like any, anywhere in that, that geographic area. That seems to be the purview of the company. Like they're like, you know what? We we gotta put a modern day like sort of a title on it. it it's it's just it's so commoditized that like I, I'm looking at it, I'm like, come on, like. They're just trying to make you feel a sense of belonging, and they're trying to—they'll give you like some muddy DNA data, and I'll say, "This guy, like, he fits into this basket, even though it doesn't mean anything, probably." Yeah, but don't they give you like um the percentages? So like, unless you really care about what they're reading, you just take the stuff from your own, right? No, that's what I mean though. Like, like the percentages they're giving you, like, like from what my understanding is that you get a bunch of genetic data, and they have some real they and and it's real data, but the way they interpret it and they sell it to you is like saying. The, the process from getting like real genetic data and outputting it as like 73% like Italian is it's a little bit of bullshit there. Cause like, what is Italian? That, like, like, no one knows the answer to that question. And they're just arbitrarily saying, you know what? We're going to say this is Italian because this is what makes people feel better. Okay. So, so there's, so, so there's that aspect in terms of like the bullshitness of the, or of, you know, of them saying you are this ethnicity. And there's the other part where like, they just keep your data and like, you should just, you just probably shouldn't give your DNA to anyone. I feel, I feel like signing away your DNA to other people is just like not good, you know, it's not, not yeah. good going forward in the future. I agree. Because I, because because we know that either people will sell your data or, the, or it'll get stolen. So it just seems like a bad idea. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would have no interest in doing it as well. Yeah. Well, so. unless you want, unless the only reason I would do it is if I'm like, I'm, I really want to know if I have any like half brothers, if I had a reason to suspect, and um, I was really, that was the only reason I would do that. Yeah, my girlfriend's adopted, so I think that's why she wants to. Do, wanted oh, to she's do adopted. Mm-hmm. Right. Are her parents white? Her parents are white. Her real parents okay. are obviously Korean, and she was born in Korea as well. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm, just, I'm just wondering. Damn, I can't, I can't believe they're still doing that. That used to be like a big like cottage. I don't think that was like, that was like a cottage industry in the in Korea in like the seventies. I didn't think that was still a thing. Oh well, I guess it is. Yeah, she's twenty eight, so late early nineties, I guess early to mid nineties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's like after the period I thought that was like common, but I guess it never really stopped. Anyway, uh, unless you want to give more life updates, um, we can go to the first topic. I think we've hit, hit everything. Other than me feeling old, I feel like wax more and more every day. We have we have bantered enough. We have bantered enough. All right, let's go on to our first topic of the day. What, what do you want to talk about? You pick. Uh, uh, 
What's this chilly neighbor Twitter discourse? I, I haven't read through it yet. Um, well, my Instagram. It's it's, so it's it's piqued my interest. It's just the uh, the latest. Uh, you know, every, every week, not every week, but you know, nearly every week, someone's the main character of Twitter. And this week, someone's the main character of Twitter for not a not a bad reason. It's the 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 denizens of Twitter who are the main characters. So basically, I don't know how this went viral, but but some lady, she uh, posted like a little thread about how um, some some neighbors moved into moved in, and she could sort of discern from you know their living habits that they're like you know just college age or like young yeah like you know early twenties guys who don't really cook for themselves and really can't really take care, not really can't take care of themselves, but, you know, they're living the bachelor life, right? So she's like, oh, you know, I want to, like, cook them some food. So I'll, 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 maybe I'll just, like, cook, like, a big pot of chili and, and give it over as, like, a neighborly gesture. No problem, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, the thread, it blew up. And I don't know if it blew up. I don't know why it blew up, because, like, the, the cause and effect here is a little bit hard to discern. I think it blew up because people were, like, amused by they were trying to like inf- uh, inflate these ridiculous replies, but a lot of people reply to it saying stuff like, "like Why would you assume they have uh, they have plates?" Stuff like that. <laughs> this like, is so... they 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 were like, people were trying to find a reason to be offended on behalf of the people who would be receiving receiving the chili. The thing is that uh, like. I don't think, from what I my understanding, is she didn't actually even make it. She was just posting about her thoughts of like, "Oh, I should do this. It sounds nice," and people think like, "How dare you do that?" Like, so many Yeah, so that's about right, it. Right, so, 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 so let, me, let me read some of the posts. Uh, let me read some of the posts. Uh, I've done food exchanges with my neighbors. I've had plates offered to me from holiday meals. I've let my neighbors borrow a cup of sugar and use my kitchen appliances to cook meals. This shit is still not okay without getting consent. So there's just like a stance where like you have to get uh, consent from people to do this. This, like grabbing a wheelchair without the person's consent or deciding an elderly person standing at a street crossing must be waiting for help to actually cross. It's very much like grabbing someone's wheelchair and trying to help by pushing them as a total stranger. All right, so this is, okay, so I guess the main character is, is the craziest person in the reply thread. And I think, th- I think it blew up because this person replied early. And then people were like, "Look, look at look at this insane person!" And so this thread blew up. All right, ads thoughts, thoughts. Well, first off, just because people get delivery food doesn't mean that they need your help. Delivery food is great. Um, and really, if you do, if you give them food, you're taking a job away from a delivery driver who's making minimum wage and needs to feed his family. So I think she should feel bad about it. And the restaurant, by the way. And the restaurant, who's already losing money on playing, doing Uber Eats anyways. Right. Um, and and, and you, you also have to consider, how do we know she's a good cook? Exactly. That's the other thing, right? Like, imagine somebody comes over with a big bowl of chilies. What is chili anyways? Uh, chili is just like, uh, you, you take um, ground beef and you just cook it with a lot of spices and sometimes beans. There's just some like regional uh, debate over what what should go in it, but basically it's ground beef with like um like some chili spices, chili being like smoked peppers of some species. I don't even know which species of, of pepper they use typically. Okay, but yeah, it's just it's, no, it's like what, the was the hub yeah was the carbs. Uh, so yeah, like you can have it by itself, but typically you you would have like bread, maybe rice, 
maybe uh, mashed potatoes. But yeah, you you. Would... So yeah, I, you know what? I I guess where I get, I get where you're going. Like giving them just chili without like you know bread, rice, or the carb to have it with that is kind of inconsiderate. Yeah. It... Also, that is kind of like giving that's like giving someone a boiled potato, which is like I wouldn't like decline a boiled potato, but I'd be like that's kind of weird, man. Yeah, fair. I don't know. I, I just feel like I'm looking at this whole story and I'm just like, I I don't know. Oh, okay. Is that, I, I misread this question. I misread the thread at the start. Okay. I don't know. Like, okay. who who just looks at their neighbors like trash and just like decides stuff? I I've never looked at my neighbors trash ever. Yeah, that that that's kind of a weird person thing. Yeah. So I'm just saying, like, hmm. All right. Pers- personally, I-, I would take the food, but also maybe they're vegetarian. All right. Oh, that's true. If so- if someone came to you and, and they were like, oh, although maybe if it- they they wouldn't have stalked you uh, carefully enough, they didn't know you're vegetarian, so that'd be inconsiderate too. Yeah, actually, if I had they a, stalked um, you properly, they would know. I had a had a uh, interview with my, I had an interview with my principal and my VP t- yesterday, I guess. Um, and it was about like my recontracting and like talking about my months here and my plans. And it's just like mm-hmm. a something they do every year with everybody. And it was all in Japanese, obviously. And they mentioned like, oh, that like we know you're vegetarian. So like when you first came, we didn't know where to take you to eat out. Cause it's very hard. Um, and I was like, yeah, there's actually a few places in here that, that do vegetarian vegan food. I'm like, wow, we never knew. And then my principal, for whatever reason, asked me, why are you vegetarian? And I'm just like, how do I explain this to you? I, my Japanese isn't that good. Like, and I just said, Taksan omizu. Taksan tabemono. Taksan nojo. And then they were just like, uh, I think I ended, I said something else, and I said, Dakara dozo. Like, so you can, I, I won't eat meat, so you, you can eat more. Have fun. I, I feel there. like I don't even. I feel like I've talked to you about this topic like a gazillion times, and I, I still don't know the answer. Although that's probably because I'm a bad listener, to be honest. I mean, the the, the the straightforward bit of it is like there are other like pre, like what do you call them? Not precursor reasons, but like other auxiliary reasons. But the main reason is just um, climate change and the like increased resources needed to make animal products over vegetable products. That sounds like a that sounds like a little presentation you'd have to give in like the eighth month of your Japanese class or maybe, I don't know, but you know, in like intermediary Japanese class, they force you to give like a, you know, you have to give a speech or a report on something. Go mm-hmm. get, get to that ads, get to that. I don't do any studying. I'm not here immersing, but they also said that, um, they would, you just... I don't study, you know? All right. What are they impressed oh, to you about? They, they said when I first got here, like they couldn't have a conversation with me, but now they can. And my my VP who likes talks to me in broken English every single time, he's like, I, I don't know why I'm talking to you in English when you have better Japanese than I have English. So I'm gonna start talking to you in English. I'm, so, I'm gonna start talking to you in Japanese yeah. now. Nice, that's progress. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, I study like I read, um, like I read stuff in Japanese. Obviously, I'm living in Japan, so I talk, and I study kanji. That's about it. I don't have, I don't go through a book. All right, so. Uh, so, so just in general, so your take on getting food from your perspective, getting food from strangers from your neighbor when you move in is 
you would rather not, but if they gave it to you and it was vegetarian, you would still take it, but you would rather not anyway, just to avoid the awkwardness. I, I personally, I, I would never give somebody like welcome food. Maybe a, maybe like a, a, a sweet or something is, is a no, bit I would never, more palatable. No, I would never, no, I would never either. I, I think, I think all three of us can say that we are, we're not the types to actually give. But I, but I, so I want to move straight to the uh, receiving end. How would, you, how does it make you feel to receive? Receiving food is weird. That's the thing, right? But receiving a sweet is like different. Right, right, exactly. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm on the don't give, but also I'm on the, I'm on the not insane part of like if she gives, like it's not that big of a deal. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, no, exactly. Like that. That's. I feel like that part of the reaction to this is like, of course, like the people who are being like, how dare you? And then comparing it to like, you know, grabbing uh, someone's wheelchair and helping them without asking them. Like those are like ridiculous comparisons. I think everyone agrees on that. But I wanted to ask you on the parts that are like a bit more nuanced and there might be some room for like, you know, opinion here. So uh, what if it's, so here's here's an example. Like, so you wouldn't take it if it was like a home cooked meal or you would rather not, Right. What if it's just like I don't know, like like a prepackaged box of cookies or something like that? How how does that make you feel? That's different, right? Like yeah. the fact that they cooked it really does change the psychology of it, right? Yeah, definitely. I think the difference with like something prepacked, it's also something that you can I don't know throw out with easier like peace of mind if you don't like it. Right. There's no uh, eff- there was no like this person's like uh, effort went into it. You don't feel as guilty. Yeah, like they could also, have just picked it up on the way uh, in their normal grocery right. run. Right. I feel like that's that's why I feel like that's like the correct way to sort of do it. It's because so that's the thing in here where I feel like there's a little bit of like generally I find the poster, the chili cook to be blameless, but I feel like she could have just ordered her her like thinking was hey they're ordering takeout a lot. What wouldn't they like a home cooked meal? And that's kind of a little bit like look at me. Uh, Pick pick me kind of like wait what is that called? Do people call it is pick me? Is that the what the zoomers call it? Whatever. Uh, you know it's, it's a little bit of a good. Right now. Right, it's, it's it's if you don't know you don't know. Uh, it's a little bit of like it's a, it centers on yourself a little bit like oh you know what like I'm such a good cook and I'm good at making home cooked meals still really appreciate it. So I can see like if you wanted to like read it to this person as being a little bit of weirdo you could although it's ultimately harmless. So yeah, so from my perspective, um, if someone cooked, I would really prefer not to receive, but I, but I but I could not turn it down because like that's just more awkward. So I would I would reluctantly receive, and then I would choose whether or not to eat, depending on whether or not it was any good. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a key concept as well. Right. Um. The the, the Although, part, uh, uh, do, you, do you see the follow up that she had when she said she gave them, Everton? Oh, uh, sorry. I, I didn't go that deep. What happened? She said they seemed happy and said they were just about to order food. They also asked permission to come over and hail and nail the Nailed fence master. Okay, that's some okay. Cool. I mean, yeah, that's a good interaction where like everyone's on board and it's all it all worked out fine. I mean, I'm actually leaning on the side of like I I could maybe just throw out the food without uh, thinking about it. I, but, I she, but here's the well. thing: she looks at their garbage. Uh, they don't know that. Though. She's gonna. They don't they're gonna. To. She's gonna know. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of parts here where maybe this is one of those stories where like, everyone's a little bit of weirdo, but ultimately, like, no one's like 
terrible, but it might be a it might be just a story where everyone's a little bit kooky, but not ultimately not in a way that's like significant. Keith, how do you feel about receiving food from your neighbors? Uh, I don't. I this is how I feel about this is I have never experienced this, and I think it's weird. Hypothetic, yes, it's weird, but what would you do? If, so you pre- you prefer not to receive, you're saying? I you would choice. prefer my neighbors to never bother me. <laughs> but if they did, what would you do? Saying, hey, thanks for moving in. Here's like a, here's like something I cooked, like a casserole or whatever. Let's say it's a casserole. That seems the most inoffensive thing. Uh, I mean, I would take it and I would not eat it. So you would definitely not eat it. I mean, it's not that I definitely wouldn't eat it, but if they gave me a casserole, I probably wouldn't eat it. Because you don't like casserole? Uh, it's not that I don't like casserole. It's that what race are my neighbors? <laughs> why does that matter? Oh, well, it definitely matters. <laughs> wait, why does it matter? <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait a second. Like, am wait I getting a, a white casserole? Because you, you, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, like yeah. mathematically, yeah. yeah. Yo, yo, mm-hmm. why, white casseroles are white casseroles are good. You don't want you don't want like a tater tot casserole. Just put some hot sauce on it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of tater tots, I had that for the first time ever. Oh, really? Wow. Bang Pretty good, right? Yeah, very good, right? The, I don't know. I, the, I had them at a Japanese place. Uh, I got the premium experience. But they weren't that good, and French fries are better. What the fuck? You, oh, you're just wrong now. I mean, I've only had it once at a Japanese place. So I'm like not, you know, I'm not, um, what do you call it? I, I'm not purveying the... Were they just, were they just plain? Were they just like plain tater tots with nothing on? What was going what, on here? What, were they supposed to have something in them? Like I don't know, like some condiment or like cheese. No, they had nothing. All right. I would say that it's impossible for the Japanese to mess up tater tots, but they've somehow decided to do weird stuff with pizza. So who knows? Yeah, uh, it wasn't that good. But again, I have to have the premium experience there. No fried potatoes, like it's yeah. it's just I lumpy mean, French fries. Yeah, they were fine, but like I preferred French fries. That was about it. You're weird. Um, yeah, you are weird. I avoid all confrontation. So if somebody was giving me something, I would just take it. Alright. It like well, yeah, it, the... it, it, mm-hmm. it it's more effort for me to try to reject it than it is to just take it. Yeah. I think that's true. What if what if it was like um so, so what if it was an example like they just gave you like a welcome gift basket of like packaged foods? How would you feel about that? I okay. Mm, or again, Oreos I would, and whatever. I, would I don't just know. take it, but I yeah. feel like that's a step in the wrong direction. What do you mean? Because I or feel like it? if you're if you're taking the effort to give me a gift basket, for some reason, like it's this is weird, right? Because like a gift basket, it's like. It could just be bought as a gift basket, right? Versus yep. food, which like there's actual effort. Like if they made the dish, but I feel mm-hmm. like a gift basket is a step up because, like, then I feel like you're trying to be friends. Oh, because of the money they spent? You mean just because of like it being a gift basket? I don't know. There's the something symbol- about a gift the basket. Symbolism? Where I'm like, I feel like you're trying to take this relationship to the next level. Versus if you just like had a cast. Oh, really? Oh, personally, I think the, 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 the gift basket is more transactional. 
But that's the thing. Like, you know what? We're going to keep it polite and professional, but it's not going to have any feelings in it. Like with the cookies I home baked. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like you definitely went out of your way if you got a gift basket. Mm. What's in the gift basket? I don't know. Like, uh, let's say it's like an edible arrangement. Okay, well, that's like, I mean, that's not money, but that's kind of money. Yeah, kind of. It's kind of pricey. But I'm saying, like, well, I guess it's then then you get the judging the wrong signal. If you, I would try to, I would want to refuse that, but I would still just accept it. Mm. And then I, I guess it's one of those things. My door ever again. I guess it's one of those things where it's like uh, they're. Where now you're just trying to like, it gets in a spot where now you're trying to psychoanalyze or like trying to like read it, like analyze your neighbor, like hmm, like what car do they drive? Like how much how much money do they have to spend to give me this basket? Well, it's because here's the thing, right? If you're gonna give me something for yeah. moving in, which I think is weird, and I've never experienced this, and I part of me doesn't even believe it really happens, but then part of me is like white people in the suburbs probably definitely do this. Yeah, um, they do. So. I I would rather it never happen, but if it does have to happen, I want it to happen in a way where there's no further implications about our future inter- interactions. That is a good point. So it's not okay. I, I don't want to know my neighbors' names. I don't want to have to say. I don't have to be obligated to say hello to them every time we like cross paths in the parking lot or something like that. The only time I ever want to see my neighbor is when. Uh, the police are outside, and we both are being nosy. Oh, I, I thought you were gonna say when they get to close their windows, close their blinds. No, just, just <laughs> if, if we're both being nosy about somebody else's problem, that is the only interactions I want. I see. All right. So, um, what's our, so what's our our collective verdict on um chili giver lady? Uh, well meaning, but never wanted it next to her right yes i don't know honestly i wasn't even paying attention to the explanation for that so i have no idea what happened as far as the chili goes oh, i don't i still don't want to know so don't explain oh, it again, de- oh, well the detail you should know Keith, is that she was looking through her garbage her neighbor's garbage yeah she's yeah she's looking for her neighbor's the chili she's giving yeah it. like like part of her process for for thinking, oh, I should give them uh, chili, is because she was, she was examining their garbage closely enough to notice the pattern of constant takeout food or delivery food. So that's a little, that's why she's it's a little what bit. What to do with chili? Well, it was overflowing no. with pizza boxes, so she was like, well, wouldn't they want a home cooked meal? They don't know how to cook. They're college age kids. A pizza. But they're getting pizza. Yeah, but it's not homemade pizza. True, homemade pizza is banging. I feel like if you see somebody eating a bunch of pizza and you want to make them a home cooked meal, you would just make them a pizza. Why would you make them chili? That's random. I think she didn't want to make them pizza. And actually looking in their trash. No, no, no. She wanted to, it's because if she gives him pizza, it's too obvious that she it, it, it tips them off that she's been like spying on their trash. Wait, she who just wrote to see the like, story? Like, what? Where's who? Whose perspective is it? She tweeted some the intro yeah, she tweeted part it. of it. Yeah, she tweeted the one who gave the chili. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So she tweeted that she went through the trash. She said that she didn't go. She didn't go through the trash, like rummage through it. But she was like paying attention in a way that you might think was like a okay. So it's not, it's not in question whether or not she saw the trash. 
she saw the trash. She said that she saw the trash. Okay. I we thought it was the she person who received the chili was like, I think this person was snooping in our trash. No. I mean, it could be, like, there's not enough details to know whether she's like a creep or whether it's like any one of those situations where you could reasonably just see their trash and then notice patterns. Because, you know, that that's like plausible, right? But she could also be a creep. Mm. Like, like, we're, we're, not, we're, not, we're not like uh, discounting the possibility that she's a creep. Are they in houses? No idea. Mm, if they're in houses, then it's weird. Because then mean, you'd have I'm, to like want to see your neighbor's trash. If they're in an apartment, okay. then you could probably just notice it. Uh, as I, I said, this woman. As I said, this woman has a little bit of look at me in her. So like, I, I'm gonna say she's a little bit weird, but not as weird as we want to hear out to be. All right. So also, uh, wait, wait, how? Okay, so. I, I'm just going to ask questions that have probably already been answered, but so okay. she, how long were they living there? They had recently moved in. Yeah. But it wasn't like, a, like they didn't move in and then she was like, this is a, like a, a welcome neighbor thing. This was like, they were already there and she was nosy about their eating habits by happenstance, whatever. And then she was like, this is a nice gesture. Wow. Keith, are you coming around to tea? How dare you? No. It's, not, it's not. It's not. I'm saying it's not quite as bad as like grabbing a person's wheelchair and moving them around against their will. But no, but no, no I'm just, okay. But the thing is, like, this is two different circumstances. All right. This isn't like friendly neighbor everybody who moves into the neighborhood receives a gift thing this is they notice something happening and decided to make yes, a gesture there, there, yes there's like some creepy maternal instinct woman stuff going on here too i don't i i don't think that, i don't mean i i don't know that i would say it's creepy just with this much information but uh i feel like that's that's probably better to be honest Our, all right, you know what? If she's like 45 and her kids are going to college, I would understand. Then I would understand. She's like, oh, you know what? I wasn't going to do anything. And then I see these kids and she's she's trying to fulfill the uh, Molly. the mid the mid the midlife depression in her heart. I could understand that in that case. Like, I would much rather take a friendly, observed by happenstance sort of gesture like that you just noticed because we're neighbors and like whatever like whether you're being nosy or not then like you're giving me this just because i moved in sort of thing mm -hmm. i feel like that's one of those things where it's like if you observe your neighbor like if you give something that shows that you've been observing your neighbor too much then it gets into the creepy zone right yeah but i mean how much are you really paying attention? It's just chilly. Like, like, like let's 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 say for instance, like I always see my neighbor bringing in like groceries from Costco, and they're always like running back to uh, get the door to bring in more groceries because they don't have a doorstop. And like, it's one day, I just buy them a doorstop. That'd be creepy, right? Because then it just tips off that I've been watching them like load groceries for like a month. No, I, that's I, I not can't... creepy. Is it? Because because it shows that you've been like watching them, but then again, I, uh. but you're you're just there. It's not. Are you just like standing, staring at them, or are you just you just notice this over time because it happens a lot. 
I feel like depending on who you are, you might take it as being creepy. Because some people really don't like being watched. I think depending on who you are, you might take it as creepy, but I feel like that's just a, like a normal thing. If just just by being alive, you happen to notice something, then you know it's a nice gesture. Whether they reject it because they're like, "You trying to tell me how to live my life?" Like that's a different story. But no, no, no. But but it's 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 creepy because like we all obviously everyone like we know on some level we're being watched by other people, but having it presented to you in such an explicit way of like, "Hey, I saw you do a thing," in a non-verbal way, it's like very it's like very weird. I don't. I don't know. I think I, now. I think you're reading too much into this. I mean, yeah. That, that's that's kind of, that's kind of the point of this exercise, I guess. Because I feel like, because because it's something. So it's something that's happening, right? Where you're living in public, like it's not. It's not. You're not like watching them through the window, taking a shower or something. You're like they're outside, and you're noticing them repeatedly go through this struggle. Yeah. Uh, this quote unquote struggle, this uh, inconvenience, and you're yeah. like, it's a, the neighborly thing to do to try to help them out. It's not creepy. It might be like unexpectedly intrusive, but it's not creepy to be presented with a doorstop if you're one of your 50 neighbors happens to recognize that you need one. I feel like. It's one thing to like understand that you're being in, you're you know you're in public and people are watching you. It's it's another thing to have it like um, highlighted that fact highlighted so specifically in a targeted way. I feel like some people might take that poorly. It's like if you you like randomly end up with a toy for some reason, yeah, and like your neighbor has kids, so you just like give them the toy. Like, no, it's not no, like, creepy. No. They just have kids, and you know they have kids. No, no, the that's kids different. Are that's alive different. in public. No, no, no. That that that's that's different. That's different. That's that's like, you know, your neighbor has kids, and they're playing in their yard. You see them, and they're always playing a certain game. Like, like let's say you notice they're playing like a game. Like, oh, they're always playing, you know, Pokemon. Let's let's say that. You know, like you notice like just from their yelling, whatever. They're always playing the Pokemon game. You know. So you you decided for like Christmas to like give give them like a Pokemon present. I feel like that if you were like a parent, it would be like oh you. I think that would be sort of you know you have ambivalent feelings about that. It'd be like oh, it's like oh this is so nice. Like they this guy got uh, this person got got our kids a gift that was you know uh, appropriate to like their interests. But two, it would remind you that your kids are like out there and people are observing them and scrutinizing them at like a more than surface level. I feel like it could, it could go both well, ways. You no? change the parameters by saying Christmas. What if you, I'm not even saying you bought them something. I'm just saying you happen to end up with something, how you ended up with it. I don't know, but people end up with stuff all the time. But uh, mm. like, I feel like it being a Christmas gift is different. If you just what if you just bought them a Pokemon toy in the middle of the year? That'd be fucking weird. That'd be even weirder. Yeah, I, weirder. I think that would be weird, but I think it's weird because you're being way too observant of the kids. Well, that well, I'm saying I'm just saying like just in general, like showing people you're being observant of them is it can be off putting. They think think it's you. Well, I like, think showing people that you're being observant of kids can be off-putting. 
I think being observant of their grocery carrying habits is not. Like, like, like let, let, let's let's say that like I wear black clothes every day. I I, I'll, I only wear black clothes, and then for Christmas, like, like my neighbor gets me like I don't know, like a black sweatshirt, and like I know that it sort of reminds me. Oh God, this person didn't walk, and, and it may not even be creepy, but it, it would just remind me on some sort of like subcon on on a certain level that this person has watched me and they've like observed me and they know details they know about me and maybe maybe that just bothers me even though it's from all good intent you, you can understand that right i think this is definitely a you problem well i'm not no i think well, I mean, if, if not... all if, if all you wear is black and somebody gives you some sort of black clothing and you're like oh no i've been observed like i think that's you should I, relax I, I... I, I feel like th- I think you know. I, well, I, this is like a hypothetical. I, I, I like imagine you're just freaking out that you exist in the universe. So that that's like no. an existential crisis. No, no, this is hypothetical. I imagine this would be more of a Keith problem. This is like for for me, this is more hypothetical than anything. No, like, I mean, I, I I understand like fundamentally that I exist in a world with other people, so I don't have that problem. All right. Like, so, so so you so your your objection would be with them interacting with you at all. But but yeah. but how, what what they give you doesn't really matter. Yes, right. like personally, hey. yes. But like in a in a general sense, I don't think it's creepy. All right, all right. Add, add, add this back. Do you have any thoughts? I, I don't know what you're doing. I've been listening. I thought I was talking to you guys, and you guys were ignoring me, but I was on mute. <laughs> of course. I noticed like a minute or two ago, but and then I was just like, "Y'all are going hard with this." Uh, right. I, I think I think. It's weird, but also I think I'm still I'm still in my original opinion. It's weird, but nothing beyond that. Yeah, exactly. It's it's weird, but not in a way that makes me judge you. Yeah, a little bit, I judge you. I judge you a little, but not in a way that would be like let's not hang out ever or anything like that. Yeah. All right, let's. Uh, I'll move on to our next topic. Yeah, and then right. let's do let's do soccer. Right, let's, let's do like let's, all three soccer topics in one. Right, is it all three or whatever? Yeah, whatever. Let's, let's go. Uh, right, I guess so, it's two, but I'm adding the the Ronaldo thing to the Manchester United sale. All right, so let's, let's start with the World Cup. As you've been watching any, I know it's a is it a, it's a bad time zone for you, right? It's not the best time zone. But it's not the worst time zone. Some games are like around 10 p.m. The first mm-hmm. game's at 10 p.m. I I usually watch that game. I watched yesterday's 10 p.m. game, and then I watched the um. Then I watched the I watched a bit of the game the game after. Uh, what was that? Right. Was the, the game that I watched was the Saudi Arabia Argentina game, which was the big upset of the night. Then I watched right. the game after that. I can't remember what it was. It was Denmark right. versus someone. Okay. So, and any thoughts? Any just overarching thoughts on the World Cup, whether it be like about this this football itself, or whether it be about the, the morality or anything? Any any overall thoughts? I think. That the soccer has been subpar, but international soccer usually is subpar. Yeah. So I don't think that's like too far out of the realm of possibility. I think it doesn't help that it's like mid-season where a lot of players have, have had injuries and have had knocks coming into the World Cup. That doesn't help, but other than that, the morality of it, I mean, like, the morality of it was clear from day one. It remains clear. Like, nothing's changed. Uh... I think for uh, uh, like f- for Australians, uh, originally like the whole argument was that 
it, it's funny that the argument against this World Cup shifted so many times. Um, and what, like, what do you mean in Australia? In in I guess in the West as well. But like for, for Australians the, at the start of this World Cup, we Australia bid for this World Cup. Like there was a chance that this would World Cup would be in Australia. So did America actually? I think America bid for it, and then they bid for the next one as well. Um, and they got the next one, right? Is the next one in the US, Canada, Mexico? I think it is. Yeah. Oh, the, I, okay. Uh, yeah. So, like, at at that time, there was a massive amount of talk about how it was uh, rigged. You know, there were like before, like the sealed votes had even been opened. There were many like news reports about who'd won already. And then obviously, like the whole a bunch of people from FIFA were, excuse me, were kicked out for you know taking taking bribes. I mean, I'm sure these bribes happen in every single and on on every level, all the time. But I guess that this was the first like massive explosion of it, exposure of it. Um, and that happened, and that was that was the news cycle in Australia, and then the news cycle shifted to how are you going to play soccer in the desert? In summer, right? Like it's forty-two degrees every single day, um, and eventually that, that never happened, right? Even though they promised that that would happen, it didn't happen. They changed it, um, and the argument for changing it. See, I understand the problem with like European football, but I know that um, South South Southern Hemisphere football has had that problem forever. Yeah, like, forever. All, yeah, all the Southern Hemisphere uh, sports, like uh, no sports. T- uh, leagues like um like the Brazilian league, the Argentinian league, all, all the South American leagues, the other the I don't know when the African leagues run. To be honest, I'm assuming some of the African le- leagues have the same issue. Um, Southeast Asian, East Asian leagues as well. Um, yeah, like it happens. So like I, I don't know. That's not the biggest issue for me personally. Like just deal with it once one time. Um, but I assume they could have like prepared for it better if they had they known beforehand. I don't know. That's the one thing that is up for me. Uh, and then, then it shifted to you know the the way that um, the way the way that the World Cup stadiums were built. Um, a World Cup stadiums, a you know Olympic stadiums, all of those st- like like what do you call it? High T um, sporting events uh, have had like humanitarian problems with the building of them, and also like the humanitarian problem of like the waste of like resources and money and all that stuff for stuff that is never going to be used again because these countries lack the population, lack the sporting, you know, necessities for the amount of stadiums that are required to have a host a World Cup or Olympic Games, right? Um, but then it goes beyond that in terms of like the human rights abuses of like workers. And I, I think like a lot of people point out that, that, uh, that stat about like how many people have died building them i think those are like clearly like a bit obfuscated um i i don't know if we'll ever know to be honest because because of the way like the the worker system works there um but yeah like oh that that's a massive problem and now that it's finally happened i think people just like forgot about that and now it's all about um you know lgbtq rights in the middle east um and i think that's important as well but i don't know it's just like it feels like there's something new to like hate on this World Cup about every single time. Something new, something new, something new. Um, and I, and yeah, there's also the the beer one, right? The fact that they won't sell beer at um in, in stadiums. That's hilarious. And 
I don't know, it's just a clusterfuck of a World Cup, but was there any expectation that it wasn't going to be a clusterfuck of a World Cup? I don't know. So, so you're saying, like, no matter what happened, you're always going to watch it? You're always, you're always going to care? I don't know. I, I care about the World Cup in terms of, like, it's prestigious an event, but, like, do I care about, like, who wins, loses, beyond, like... I, like, Australia's not that good to win. Right, mm-hmm. we made the World Cup, yay! But like, we're probably gonna get stomped in every game and leave. Uh, and then it just becomes a competition between cl- between countries that I have no real allegiance to. So mm. I just watch it I because like... I like soccer. Mm. I th- I feel like um, this World Cup is sort of like uh, an, an inflection point of sorts because I feel the fact that. I, maybe it was never realistic that there would ever have been boycotts. There would ever have been any sort of like a, you know, football organization, national organization level like ban or action about it. Yeah, like but, not a single club, not a single nation said when it comes this World Cup. Yeah, so I feel, I feel like it's like sort of an, an inflection point because basically this was like the last. Like, if everyone basically said we're going to go along with this, this is sort of setting a precedent going forward for every future event. I think like after this, uh, like if Saudi Arabia gets the I don't know whatever Asian Games, Olympics, whatever whatever games in twenty twenty eight, this is probably going to be the precedent setter for how people at large treat treat athletics. So I, I saw, so in the, in in that sense, I was like very fascinated to watch what happened, and I guess the expected result happened. You know, it's not worth given the money on the line, given and not just the money, I guess like. People like they like to compete, right? The prestige, it, it's it's very high. Yeah, like, and even, even and, the and players that spoke and, out, yeah, if you want. Yeah, no, like people like, like they'll value individual glory, their country's glory over human rights. Like I, I guess that was sort of predictable in a certain way. So, like I, I so I do think this is sort of an interesting inflection point. I mean, it's it's unfortunate unfortunate that it's gone this way. I don't know. I, I don't know what I expected as like the best results, but. Uh, I mean, it, it has gone this way, and I feel like this is sort of... I actually do think this is like a precedent-setting event. I, I don't think there's going to be like any bigger fever or or protest over any future like international sporting events. Unless it's like, you know, like literally like Russia as they invade Ukraine or something like that. But beyond that, I, I don't think we're going to see like that much uh, protest about this shit in the future. Hey, yeah, I, I do gotta ask, I do gotta ask you a question though. Uh, do you th- you think sports washing is real? Yes. Really, like yeah, like in what se- in what sense? Because because obviously we're not naive. We're not saying that like hey, like, no one's going like oh, Qatar, uh, Qatar, Qatar, Qatar. I'm trying, I'm trying to do yeah. my best. Uh, Qatar. Yeah, it's Qatar. Just Qatar. Low, low a. Qatar. Small a. Qatar. Qatar. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hey. I didn't think that was okay. Anyway, yeah, just just because they had a they they held the World Cup, no one's gonna be like, oh, they're like a good country, right? Like, they, well, some people are gonna do that, but most people aren't gonna do that. So, what? How do you like? What what level do you think it's working? I think and, it works because it's not like to change people's opinion immediately, right? But it's it's to like get people who are like influencers, who are people who like like it's the same thing that happened with like Dubai and stuff, right? I don't understand. I, I have no like interest in going to Dubai. But all the rich people love going to Dubai and it's like a perfect rich person's, um, what do you call it? Oasis, right? And then because all these rich people show up in Dubai, people get interested in coming to Dubai as well. 
Oh, that's a that's a different thing though, because they actually built like things that are cool there. That that's like I think that's completely different. Because if Saudi Arabia and like and and uh, Qatar, Saudi Arabia is doing that. I mean, they are, but but I'm saying they're but Saudi Arabia is not like going out there saying, "Hey, come visit our fucking cool shit." Because if, if if that was like their goal, they would like be trying to build Disneyland, you know, like Riyadh. But they're doing like this really obscure shit, like uh, you know, like. like hosting esports tournaments and uh you know sponsoring sports leagues so that's what i'm saying i think those are two those two things are really are different because people will go visit a cool thing no matter where it is like that's different that's been true from that's been true like forever people will will visit like a cool place like no matter where it is and that's like not new but you get your name in the news often if you like run a sports team or a sports club or something like that no but but that's what i'm asking you so like obviously you know uh like sports so that's why i'm asking like you think sports watching works in the sense that it's actually watching your reputation because because I, I think like people when like when they go to like a certain place like a, it's like we're going to like an attraction in the country that has like a tech oh so like so let's say like turkey right now right like the current turkish regime is like not particularly uh well like... whatever, democratic right and like i'm pretty sure they've like you know committed some you know human rights offenses probably not like on the scale of like the worst countries, but they but they have done some shit that's like fucked up. Like people would say that or the, mm-hmm. the Erdogan regime, but like Istanbul is still like a hugely popular tourist spot because it's a cool fucking place to go, and it has nothing to do with uh, sports washing or like tourism washing. That's just like there's cool stuff there, and people will go there because they don't they don't think about they they don't give like moral considerations to that i think yeah, that, i think that's a completely if, different thing if, if you have this event right and you have a bunch of people come from different countries and they come to qatar yeah. and the, the goal is they're gonna be like mm, you know what like despite what you heard on today's told their friends you know despite what you heard about on the news like all this like i went to qatar it was fun it was fun i went to some fucking sheikh's house and pet his lion and then he's gonna, that friend's gonna tell another friend he's like oh when when that comes up he's like yeah you know you heard on the news but i had a friend who went and then it bounces, it bounces, it bounces, and eventually it's like, well, like, you know, like I trust my friend's opinion or this other person's opinion more than I trust the news, I guess. No, but I'm saying, like, all that will do is I'll change your opinion that as, like, a citizen of European country X, this country is an okay place to visit and I'll have fun. That's, that's really all that teaches. Isn't that all that it teaches you? It doesn't actually make you think that the rulers of the country are good people, or that like this country is like a like a morally upsetting place. It just says, "Hey, I can go here and have fun." Isn't that all it says? That's 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 the what's that's the goal. I don't understand. Like no one, no one like sees Disneyland and says, "Well, you know what? America is an upstanding place and definitely has an upended uh, dozens of democracies over the past 50 years. That definitely didn't happen. No, everyone fucking knows it and just doesn't care because Disneyland is a fucking cool place. No, no, no. I, I feel I, like I think you're it's... asking a question that doesn't have an answer that you want. I mean, it's I don't think what you're asking me. Yeah, like, so the thing is, nobody, okay, first of all, the majority of people don't care. Right. And then we had this conversation. What we did, we did sports watching before. Majority of people do not have an opinion on Qatar, and they don't care. Um, hosting the World Cup for the people that do have an opinion and do know what's happening is not going to change their mind. Hosting the World Cup for the people who don't care and don't give it any higher thought beyond the World Cup 
they'll just be like, that's the country where the World Cup was. And then if you're like, that country's bad, they're going to be like, if the country's so bad, why did the world let them host the World Cup? And then they're going to move on with their lives because they don't care. Disney, like Disney adults don't like to add this point. Disney adults don't care that the U.S. government is corrupt. It, it, they're not correlated. They don't even care that Disney is a fucking shit corporation. Exactly. It's not I mean, a sentence I mean, yes. that's going to make you like a patriot for the country, but you're just going to like your your mental association with that country is going to be the World Cup, not the atrocities because you don't pay attention to that stuff anyways. Right. But, but I thought this was like the sort of the talk we had back then, back then when with the, I think with this, did you talk about with live golf? I think that was the talk we were having. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, it's because they were spending a lot of money to have live, to buy live golf. And we were wondering like, they only have like one actual event in uh, Saudi Arabia, I think, and everything. And they just go around the world after that. And, it, and the cost benefit just seemed to be like, uh, out of whack like what was what are they gaining from this by sponsoring this or owning this giant league mental like, association even... it's just well, mind like, share like... that's all they're gaining if you associate saudi arabia with golf rather than murdering journalists they win so any anything except the worst thing is fine you're saying yeah yes so, with, with with Qatar, it's uh, anything besides. Uh, I, I actually have no idea what they were known for besides before the World Cup. So exactly, nobody had any opinions on this country before the World Cup. Mm-hmm. They had there. There's a new cycle about all the things, the bad things that were happening leading up to the World Cup. That is going to be overshadowed by the world cup and then after the world cup nobody's going to care about this country anymore but couldn't this backfire too though it, ultimately because if they create a new cycle where half the news is how this place is so backward then it, ultimately it, it might be remembered as a place where oh those weirdos who try to uh, like in a weirdly meta in a weirdly meta way they might be remembered as a place as uh the weirdos who tried to buy a World Cup to clean their weird reputation. Like that, that could be a thing. Yeah, but to who? Uh, just the people in general. Normal people like, don't care. Did, didn't the Nazi Germany have a fucking Olympics? Uh, yeah. Do yeah. you think, like, if you walk outside, right, and you just, you observe all the people walking up and down the street and driving up and down the street, you think any of those people care whether Qatar bought a World Cup? I mean, a couple of them do. Yeah, but like, versus how many? Like ninety eight percent of people, ninety nine percent don't. They don't care. It doesn't matter. And even when the other issues, care, won't change. Like they won't do anything about it. All right. I mean, I just, I just don't see how it benefits them either. Though it's like, so people know your name. Like, what's going to happen now? People going to come to your country. They're going to come visit your country. country. I mean, for the World Cup, maybe, but like after that, like, why would after they that, the, they obviously want to do stuff and promote their tourism. I don't know what the fuck there is in Qatar because I still don't want to go there. I don't want to go to any Arab country. But that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, that, that's why the sports washing is weird. Like, if you want to just build actual cool shit in your country, then that's like not sports washing. That's just like regular tourism business building cool shit. That's why the sports the sports washing stuff is always confuses me. 
like why why are you spending your money on I, I think, exorbitant I think of money on this instead of just building like cool shit that people will want will want to visit just on a you think regular tours and pieces just building that stuff like there are so many places with cool shit like why do people choose the countries to visit that they choose uh because they hear it like the shit there's cool like through word of mouth yeah, word of mouth is the most important thing, and you you got to get people into Qatar first. And like a World Cup and Olympics is like the biggest thing that you can do to get into a country, not to get people to a country. All right. Well, I don't know if if that's the case, then like uh, sports based tourism advertising probably is the worst business idea ever because I, I don't know if people a lot of people went to Brazil or uh, Greek or Greece after the Olympics or after the World Cup because uh, because of that. I think okay. I think your your biggest issue is that you think that it's somehow isolated. What do you mean? Well, there has to be a direct correlation. You like you you're like the World Cup doesn't matter because it would be better if you did other things, but like it's it's all it's all together. You can do the World Cup and you can do other things. Like it's all part of the same process like it's not sports watching doesn't happen independently of other tourism stuff i mean ideally yes if your country's good at that shit then you you would have like a thing in place which we're trying to synergize like it's all you got to trust the process man saudi arabia on top uh it just seems like a pretty bad uh business venture because you're spending so much on the sports side and not enough on the tourism side like it's i i feel like the it's like sports washing is uh put in its own silo from just general tourism stuff because like it's significant the amount of expenditure you put into it is ridiculous like every country wants to have more tourism like that's just a standard thing like that that like every country in the world that's not like a weird closed off state like spends some money trying to build cool things or build visit because they want people's money and this is like a separate category because it's just so out of the playbook of what people have been doing for years. Yeah, well, the World Cup has got to go somewhere. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking speaking of uh, rich uh, people buying sports for uh, nebulous, potentially uh, not popular reasons, what's up, what's up with Manchester United? That's... You're, yeah, he's I mean, getting you're, Yeah, you're on your own on that one. You have to keep going. All right. Uh, all right. I'm, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. All right. Ads on on the topic on the topic of people of uh, rich rich people buying sports related properties for dubious reasons. Who's gonna buy Manchester United? I hope Putin buys them. <laughs> no, Dude, you I, don't. I don't. I don't. I was, that was a joke. Uh, it's also a problem. <laughs> It would also be like not possible currently, but uh, if it was possible, would you truly want that? No, I want. <laughs> I I want like a kind of like a like a German ownership type of thing, like fifty one percent, forty nine percent, but that's never gonna happen in the UK anymore. So never in the history, of, yeah. Yeah, so like unless it's like government mandated, and the the one chance the government had any like pull out like mandating such a thing was when, like, the Super League stuff was happening and they didn't push for it, so it's never happened. Um, yeah, like, I, I guess, like, the the future of sports ownership is in these, like, gigantic companies. It's either a gigantic investment firm, 
um, you know, a la FSG. Um, and usually those gigantic investment firms won't buy clubs at, I guess, you know, Man United and I didn't speak, so maybe we're not the perfect choice. Um, I, mean, I mean, the funny thing is that, like, the Glazers were at least, like, I want to say 10 years ago, even though they weren't, like, you know, a, a conglomerate, they, with their personal wealth, could have been considered, like, a sports management group, the family, the family wealth, right? Mm-hmm. But now they're getting overshadowed by even richer people. And just the, the scene around sports is getting insane. It's getting like, insane, but also, like, even when they bought Manchester United, they didn't buy them in, like, a traditional sense either. Like, so they... Like, yeah. yeah, like, they ruined the club, essentially. The, the club need The club now is at a point where it needs a gigabillionaire, like a, like a massive billionaire owner, like a huge billionaire owner. They don't even need a normal owner now. They need an owner that can, like, do a... Do a like infinite money glitch, infinite money hack that that, so, that has happened for like Chelsea and Man City and PSG. That's what they need. So by, so, so by the way, so like Manchester United over these last seventeen years that of Glazer ownership, they've been turning a profit every year, right? Like they've still been they've been making a lot of money. They've made money in almost every single year. I think only two years they haven't made a profit. And the money's just gone to like whatever the Glazers like. Okay, nice money. We'll use it for like whatever other business venture we have. Is it, that's what's been the, happening? The Glazers have taken out on average. I think I can't remember the exact number, but I think it was around thirty million dollars a year out of the like just out of pure like dividends um, of of money. And then, but and that money's also gone to like paying off interest, like the amount of interest that the club has been saddled with debt from the original purchase of it. Um, so, like, the company is in a terrible state. But that, that's only if you take into account debts, which, you know, like, every, every like... Okay. Before the Glazers bought United, there wasn't... The, 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 you know, the team had no debt. The, the organization had no debt. Um, the buildings, like, Old Trafford was considered, like, the premier building in, like, England. Uh, obviously, the new Wembley Stadium hadn't been built. The new Tottenham Stadium hadn't been built. Uh, the West Ham Stadium is not that good, but it's still pretty good. That's the old um, Olympic Stadium. Now, now it's like it's like A tier. It's pushing to B tier in terms of like the, the how many stadiums there are good. And then if you like take into account the rest of the world, then it's not even A tier. It's like definitely B tier. So that needs improvement, and that's a couple hundred mil. Like um, Old Trafford is a big investment, and you know, like you saw um, in the Ronaldo interview where he's like. He made the it was it was a joke, right? He made the joke about how about how uh what did he say? He said, like I came back after ten what have to ten, twelve years and like everything was the same, you know, the weights were the same, the gym was the same, the grounds were the same, even the chefs were the same. And he's like it's 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 a kind of like a meme, right? But like the fact that nothing has changed shows the lack of investment into like the core aspects of the club. And I think whoever comes in needs to like wipe a bunch of debt and enable them to be able to invest in that. Okay, so I gotta ask: When the Glazers bought Manchester United, like, why do you think they bought it? Were they buy Were they buying it because they wanted the year-on-year revenue, or were they trying to go for what they're doing right now? The asset play it appreciated a gazillion percent. What, what do you think it was? Yeah, they, it, it appreciated. They went for the asset play. They appreciated it for a bazillion percent. And also, that like, they had to, they got to put no money into it. 
But they yeah. they did the they did the genius play right like all all these um you know all these like rich princes and stuff and you know Russian billionaires they had to pump money into the club uh at a an exorbitant rate right like PSG same thing right. um so everyone else under underwrote the debt and they get the, they get the profit off the increased asset value so so I gotta ask so that's the thing like why does the value go up I... why does the value up because sports the value of sports has continued to go up. No, no, no. What, what, what does it? You don't think the value of sports hasn't gone up? No. What, what's the fu- what's the fundamental value of the sports team? Because the revenue itself is like I I know like you know like if you run a sports club well you can make like an okay profit, but it's not like compared to like you're like, you know like investing that money in some other business. I don't know if it's like particularly com- competitive. So so the value it it seems like in the last like so that's a, so the last twenty years last. Yeah, twenty years seems like a good time frame. In the last twenty years, the money to be made in buying a sports team was the asset depreciation. Like that seems to be it more more so than and you know the, the actual like profit and lot profit. Manchester United in, 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 like, revenue was seven hundred and seventy six million USD last year. Right. What, what was the profit? I'm I'm clicking on the link now. Yeah. Um. This was no, like no, post, you know, COVID. No, yeah. I'm. I'm I'm not saying like you know the, the the buying it as like it's just like a regular business like like oh, the profit is like bad, but I'm saying it does seem like over the last twenty years a lot of it really has been they made a hundred million pounds in profit last year. All right, all right, that's like okay, that, that's pretty good. And but at the same time, like I don't know if it's like uh, any, if it's like better than uh, some other business they could have offered the same money. What I, what I'm trying to say is that like. Owning a sports team over the last twenty years, like the reason why people have bought them, seems to be a. There's the reason why everyone else buys everyone buys sports teams. Rich people, they want the vanity object. That's a thing forever, of course, right? Mm-hmm. You agree with that? So there's that, and b. There there seems to have been like sort of like an asset appreciation play where they think, hey, this is going to go up in the future, and someone for whatever reason is going to want to buy it at a higher price, and which is which has like generally like turned out to be true. But the thing I, I don't understand is like, like how far does that expectation go? Like the stock, like, the stock jump, jumped fourteen percent today because of the Ronaldo news. Well, right, right. Anyways, I'm I, I'm looking at the stock price, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the stock price. I mean, it, it, it went public a long time ago, but like before that, it was private, and they they brought it public. Um, so yeah, like just bringing it public brings in money into it. Um, I think if this like the sell revenue thing will make it go higher. I mean, you could buy like Manchester United stock, which is one of the few like clubs mm-hmm. that you can buy. Like there are very few clubs that you can buy stock of. Um, mm-hmm. So why did they? Why did the stock up? Well, first I still don't understand why you think that the value of sports hasn't increased tremendously over the past fifteen years. I don't know why you think I mean, that's. It, it 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 has it hasn't it has it has but the, I feel like the price of sports team has like outpaced that to a degree where it's like a little bit confounding. Okay, so is the price of buying the sports team is that what you mean, or the price of running a sports team? The that price of buying a sports team it's been seventeen years. Um, yeah, yeah, the price of buying a sports team has gone up like like because like you know like that, that, that helps the, that helps the Glazers. But but I'm saying like. Like it's it's not based on fundamentals. The price increase, like their profit, didn't increase by like five by like ten times, did it? It didn't. Of course, it didn't. The profit is irrelevant. So what... Stock price. Uh, I don't think it's important. Uh yeah. I, I mean, it is that. That's like the obviously there's like some speculation, like but like like fundamental, like 
if like the stock market works like you know it's supposed to, the fundamentals are what matters. Like it's your it's your expected earnings. I don't know how much of the club is also on like on on the market versus like privately held stock. Okay. In, in, in any case, I, I'm I'm just saying like uh I don't know how much of like this this uh increase in sports team valuations is due to these four teams actually making a lot of money, or due to the fact that uh there's richer and richer people who want it as a as a vanity object. That's what I don't understand. Like maybe, maybe they saw the writing on the wall with like um with Chelsea being bought that they saw like hmm, there's about to be some investment by people who want to get into sports and we should buy the biggest sport club in the world and run into the ground but still hold it to, like it it actually helps them. Do you, mm-hmm. oh, I don't know. I'm thinking. Does it help do them about, that United like, aren't the best? I think it might actually help them it, in selling it. Do you think about like Chelsea being bought by Americans? That makes me wonder is because uh, the price of Chelsea sold for was it was it like four billion three billion was it was it five billion it was in that range right four, three or five billion. That was a bit different, a bit unique in that like it's a mandated sale price, and they also yeah. got their debt underwritten three point two yeah. billion pounds, uh, three right. two point five billion pounds, so three point two billion USD. So final so, sale price was five point two billion, including all stuff. Okay, so I'm going to say that in American sports, if you look at the NFL, NBA, those other teams, that's a price that someone will pay uh, for a team just to own it because it's for fun. And and obviously, they'll, they'll just they'll try to make money out of it, of course. But in, in the 5 billion range, the 6 billion range, there's like enough buyers in this world or, or you know, buyer groups in this world that'll go in on that because A... It's like not losing you money. It, it'll like give you like a good enough return on your investment. And B, you know, they're a scarce quantity. They just want it because owning a sports team is cool. But I, I just wonder like, like how far up does, does this scale? Like how far up does this scale until it's only people who, uh, like even among the billionaires, it's the giga billionaires who can buy sports teams with no consideration for cost. And I, I, I think that's sort of a interesting dilemma that might come up going forward. I think for the biggest clubs, that's always been the case. I mean, it. I mean, it has sort of been the case, but I feel like Past it's. Uh, but but it's, but it's been it's been less so because like, at least the the group of people who can contend for that has been in the I don't know I don't know say like twenties thirties, but I feel like going forward it might be it might enter an era where it's like really like individuals who, who decide this kind of shit like like. A club of like two or three people, three or four people. I don't know. Mm, but um, like, are you just talking about like the Manchester United level of teams? Or are you talking about all clubs? Uh, all clubs. There's, okay. a, there's a separation there. Like, like for the most part, other leagues aren't increasing their revenue as much as the EPL is. No, no yeah. league. Like, if you look at graphs of like separating league revenue, the like Bundesliga and the Spanish league are quite close. The Italian leagues kind of lag behind. The French league doesn't really exist, so we're not even going to include them. Um, okay, and then the EPLs. I'm, I'm, so I'm, I'm saying I'm saying it's going to reach like reach a point where like there's like a breaking point where there's going to be like a a a state level buyer that's like not been seen before. Like basically like MBS, the Saudi sovereign wealth fund, is going to buy a team for twenty million dollars, and they're going to just not uh, consider any kind of profit or profit or loss at all. They're just gonna do it because 
they're like an actor that's act that's like you know acting in the sphere that doesn't exist. There's like five entities in the world that could that could compete with them, and the other five entities, whoever you want to call them, like they don't they don't give a shit about soccer. It's it's just, so among the people who could actually do that, it'll just be like the Saudi government who own like I don't know like Chelsea, and they'll be like you know what whatever we'll spend as much money as we want and doesn't matter. And I, I feel like we're like getting to that point where, where there'll be that tier of buyers. I think we've hit that kind of level for the highest tier already. We're very close, anyways. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm saying we're getting close, but like not not quite yet. Not not quite yet. It 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 would be it would be like if like Elon Musk had like if he cared about sports, which apparently he doesn't, which is kind of kind of a relief. Or or it it would be really funny if he cared about sports. I mean, isn't isn't that kind of amazing? Like he 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 only cares about social media. If that guy if that guy if that guy actually cared about sports at all, like it would be such a shit show. Yeah, I think it's just like the guy, how it is. I mean, the guy spent like $44 million billion. $44 billion. He could have bought the entire EPL. Like, he literally could have bought the entire EPL if he, if he had wanted to, if he had been a sports fan. Yeah, he could have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I'm saying, like, we're moving into the area where there's like actors going to be actors who are like that. And that's why I'm like, we're not, we're not quite there yet, but I feel like we're moving into the era where there's like, there's going to be actors who just completely distort the market even beyond how it's been distorted now. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't know what my point was, but it was it was a good talk. Yeah, it was a good talk. I don't know your yeah. point either. Uh, yeah, typical. Keith, soccer? USA? What? How have you been doing the World Cup? Soccer in general? You want me to define it? Like, uh, I don't know. Uh, any, uh, any, can any corporations not buy teams? <laughs> can they not buy teams? Yeah. They can. Is that not like... I always thought it was weird that like you have like ownership groups that are just like a bunch of executives, mm-hmm. but not like Apple. Apple's, Apple's not interested either. Yeah, no, I know, but it's just like it's it's one of those things where I I always wondered if it was because there was like some weird rule, but like I, like I get from like a from like their perspective, it's probably better to just spend on sponsoring like a bunch of things rather Apple than just barely sponsors them. as well. That's the other thing. Apple's um, such a weird one. But like, there's some massive corporations with the money to buy a team, and I was just wondering if they could buy a team if they wanted to. I thought it was always because, like, generally that that was the difference between investing in business that actually makes sense for your business versus like. Because because I thought there's always like a pre that's what I was saying like there's like a premium in owning a sports team like it's not the most profitable investment even though it'll make you like it won't lose you money but you're you're ultimately you are paying a premium for the coolness of having a team and that's that's not worth it to like any any business like if you're if you're like Intel and you could pay two billion dollars for like a like a shitty NBA team you'd rather pay put two billion dollars into R and D so you could make better chips like this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I, and the other thing is like they could probably buy it, but they'd probably have to like sign up a like an investment okay. firm that's like underneath the umbrella. Apple was a weird one in the fact that they haven't really. Uh, like, I'm trying to think of any corporation that's found any interest. I, th- I think that that becomes like a private endeavor. 
where like the CEO or the founder would then go and buy something. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like it's always executives yeah. with like some sort of ownership group or I mean sometimes solo, but with an ownership group or something. And the, or like an investment group that they Who put together. The, um, but it's never like... State, who's the Golden State Warriors team? Was that the Joy team? Cup? Was that investment? Was that the team yeah. or who owns like the um, Tech Bro Golden Guardians? Is this the Tech Bro? It's, it's Tech Bros. It's, it's Coalition Tech Bros. Who, who yeah, who are just do Silicon Valley stuff. Okay, yeah. Because yeah, uh, the reason this had come up before actually was because of uh, the sale of the suns and the mercury the phoenix suns mm-hmm. uh, phoenix right. mercury in the nba by sarver and uh bob um, Iger. yeah bob Iger, Iger being blacklisted from purchasing the suns and i was like what if just like disney bought the suns like not that they would but like could they if they wanted to it would just not be like the shareholders would would like think what the fuck are you doing it it would cost them like five, four billion dollars, and they're already in debt. They're all losing money, and like via four billion dollar, four billion is like it's it's a huge amount of money. Like the, the shareholders care. Yeah, I mean, well, it does, it does it doesn't have to be a team that. You, I mean, you can probably find a cheaper team in a cheaper sport than. Yeah, well, I, well, I mean, Apple, I mean, Apple has bought. Apple has bought like, Apple and Google have bought like seemingly obscure, things for a similar amount of money. And they've gone away with it. But again, th- those can be at least, you could be like, you know, like this technology could be tied into something that Google's right, making. Right, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I think what happen, what will happen is that uh, like DraftKings and uh, what is it, FanDuel, whichever one survives this uh, current economic situation better, I think either side, will, might, they might try to make a serious play at a sports team if, if they get the regulation. Because gambling is different, I guess. Like, they're the teams that have like the most to gain through some sort of like direct integration. Other companies, it's like, like owning the owning the team doesn't sound like uh like it doesn't make any sense. There's definitely got to be a conflict there though, right? Yeah, probably, probably, like, probably because like, that's what I was thinking. Like, it can't be anybody that's like that also wants like some sort of league-wide multiple team sponsorship sort of thing, right? Like, if you're drafting, ah, you don't want to limit yourself to one team because you bought it. Ah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's like what happened to the Fanatics guy. He had to relinquish his uh, share of uh, Sixers because he wants Fanatics to sponsor the entire league. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I, I get that, but, like, I don't know. What if there's just, like... What kind of... what? What is, like, a medium-sized corporation like with enough money to buy, like, a smaller sports team? Like owning a sports team is, like, such a specific business... Like, and, and and by the way, that is something that happens overseas. Like, uh, what is it? Yomiuri Giants, you know, in Japan. Like all these like, companies, they own this. Like all of the uh, sports teams in Japan, the baseball teams in Japan are owned by corporations. So that is a thing that happens in other countries. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. But it, it's it's such like a separate. It's such a different business from like your core business that I can I can, I don't I can see why it doesn't make sense for anyone to buy it for like four billion dollars if you're an American corporation. Like, yeah. what 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 does like Ford Motors gain? Right now, when they're like losing money from owning like the Denver Broncos or whatever. Well, yeah, I mean, you wouldn't do it if you were just like when the economy is bad and you're like losing money and stuff like that. But if you're like Apple and you just have money to spend, and you're like, oh, I don't know, let's just collect some assets, let's buy a sports team. 
I think I think for most like gigacorps in the Amer- in America, it just makes more sense to spend that money on advertising through those the through the leagues and owning a team. It's just like yeah. in terms of yeah. like a cost of benefit analysis that that seems it's to make more like sense for them. The New York Big Apples, and the, it's just like York, all Apple stuff. The and New Apple York, owns the team. The New York Times Times. That's just a bad name. <laughs> it is. It is. All right. Um, all right. Let's move on. That's ah, musical theater of the week. What do you? What, what do you watch? I didn't watch anything. Me and the girlfriend have discussed um, watching Hamilton, but because we were going to Studio <laughs> Ghibli, uh, she showed oh. me. Uh, she showed me the this Animal Crossing Hamilton. Do you remember when the, people used to make like music videos with RuneScape characters? No. Yeah. I'm not a boomer. That used to be a thing. I guess now the thing is Animal Crossing music videos. Um, Uh, Now I think we're going to watch Hamilton, but because we're going to watch, we're going to Studio Ghibli, watch some Ghibli music movies. Um, So we haven't watched a new one. So let's look up. Hamilton's up next. Animal Crossing and Hamilton, like an actual, like they did the whole thing, or is it just like a short video? I think so it was I saw a short video about it, but I haven't like seen it. Seen it. I think it was a short video, but I'm drunk. So, uh, I was drunk, so I don't remember much. Because I would watch that. You should watch Hamilton. It's very good. Is it? Uh, well, I think that's the next thing we're watching. Yeah, it's a. But it is a. I. I mean, I don't know if you, what you if you have just been watching movies or whatever, but it's a stage recording. So yeah, I heard. The one we watched was a stage recording as well, so. Okay. Well, All right. The, uh, uh, okay, so so no new musical shit. It was Phantom of the Opera last week, and uh, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You should watch Sneakerella. What is it? Sneakerella. <laughs> oh, never heard of that. It's the I'm gender kidding. bent Cinderella on Disney Plus. It's about sneakers. It's very good. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is very good. Oh, I, yeah, I thought it was like good. not. It was not well received at the time. Could, could, so, yeah, but uh, that's because uh, people are stupid. It's very good. Stop listening to but, reviewers and listen to me. How are, the song, how are the songs? The songs are good. I posted one in the channel before. It's very good. I'll post it again. Okay. Okay. Right, I'll recommend gonna, this, uh, for this week. Yeah, you can recommend that. I'm going to recommend... Uh, I'll, I'll buy us time all the way. So, just uh, while, while we've been gone... Nas has dropped his trilogy ending. I think it's the end. I don't know actually if it's the end, but he's he's been making a. Technically, this is the fourth album, but one of them wasn't um wasn't part of the trilogy. He has King's Disease is the trilogy name. The new album is called King's Disease Three, um, and yeah, it was really really good. Um, it was just Nas, you know, with a bit of a victory lap. I I liked it a lot. I think Nas has reignited his career in a way that a lot of people didn't think was possible and i know wax still hates on the fact that his voice changed and yada 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 but anyways the uh, the song that i'm choosing is once a man twice a child actually you know what should i choose beef i'll, I'll keep i'll keep once a man twice a child which is you know kind of him like reminiscing over the past a, a lot of them are uh, about that and beats good Lyrics are good. The storytelling is good. Every, everything you want from Nas, his flow is still effortless. It's good. Listen to it. Listen to the whole album, actually. All right. 
Uh, do you write it out? Okay, never mind. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go with... Uh, this is not seasonal because this should be a spring song, but whatever. I'm going to go with uh, Nagoriyuki by Iruka, which is a... I don't know, is it 90s? It's 80s J-pop song that really, really randomly came back to mind. Uh, it's just like a... It's, I don't know. It's it's very like wholesome, old... Um, old old j-pop i guess so uh ads go go look up this song and go sing it in karaoke because it's like a very easy song and very singable so i i, I think you i think you might like it what's the title like, of it i don't know if you'll like it but like it's just like a it's a good it's it came to mind as like a good karaoke song because you because you kept going to karaoke when you were in uh uh for your birthday or really what's for your birthday i forget no it's before that but yeah whatever yeah it's not on there we go There we go. I, I I know you like the old Japanese uh, uh pop that's like very uh, low production value. I, I I know you like that shit. It's for you. Okay. My turn. All right. Yep. All right. My 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 song is best ever. It's from Sneakerella, as previously mentioned. It's like one of the earliest songs in the in the movie. It is a love letter. Wax is gonna love this. It's a love letter to the neighborhood of Astoria in Queens, New York. Okay, I'm gonna watch this so I can hate it. <laughs> it's, it is Tax Getter Two. Who lives Who lives in Astoria right now? It's very good. Uh, tag, tag, tag Juju and Skitter, who are the only two actual Astoria residents right now. It's a very, you know, it's gender bent Cinderella. The movie, you know. It's you know enough said. Here I'll okay. post this and then you can you can tag them. I can yes. You can tag him. Come on, this is your song. Um but yeah, I think that's it. All I have to say about that. Okay. Alright. Sounds and good. I don't actually know when this episode's coming out, whether it's coming out today or it's coming out on Sunday. But either way, thank you for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed our ramblings about topics that we've already tread upon before. If you'd like to support us monetarily, you can go to www.coffee, that's ko-fi.com slash the jujus so that we can buy Manchester United and save them from this um, hellhole. I, I don't think Keith wants to be a part of this as a dirty Man City fan, but that's okay. We'll, we'll bring him along. He'll be, he'll be trying to like sink the ship even faster. <laughs> uh, otherwise just listen to us it's fine to us uh, and we thank you for listening and we'll catch you guys next week slash in four days slash whenever yeah emphasis on whenever because somebody's traveling again so who knows yeah we'll see that's how it goes